When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to it. A uh, what night is it? Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Jason Matthews, Scotty Sattler here tonight. Hello, Sats. Hey, young Jace, you good? Yeah, I'm a little right. bit under the weather at the moment, aren't you? Wow, no, I'm okay. I think it's worse than I feel. Yeah. Bloody Miss O, she had COVID. Mm. And I haven't got it, so I can't even take any time off work. <laughs> How bad are those tests? You shove, Have you had a COVID test before? Yeah, plenty of them, yeah. Mate, it just... I don't care how many times you have to have those I tests. I sneeze after it. I, I did for about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's mm. so awkward. Yeah. Well, it's, it's on its way back, but at least we know how to deal with it now. Well, it's just a cold, isn't it? It's a bad cold, so... Hey, welcome to the show. Big one. Last night... You and the rat, he's on seven weeks annual leave now, folks. Yeah. Um, he's worked hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're, geez, the jealousy in your face. I, I've never seen you jealous. Oh, no. I've never been that overwork, so overworked when rat's on the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't he do anything again? No. I hear he's flapping his arms around every day. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> he just, just rocks up uh, with his stupid hat. Did he wear his stupid hat? Yes. He had his stupid yeah. hat on. Well, you two spoke to uh, Bert. Brett Kenny should be an immortal. Um, you had a chat to him last night. We're going to play that for you tonight over a couple of parts. Uh, amazing player, and he always has amazing things to say. Do you know, he's such a laid-back guy, a really, really laid-back guy, um, Brett Kenny. And I think the thing about him is, is his resume. You know, his resume alone, which we'll get to really soon, but four times premiers. He was yep. 20, 21, 22 when he won those three comps as yep. a 5'8", yep. mind you. Clive Churchill and both in 82 and 83. Like, Challenge Cup winner in Wigan, but also the Lance Todd, Todd Trophy winner, which is the best player of a Challenge yep. Cup. So he, he basically dominated England in 1982 on the Kangaroo Tour. Kept Wally, who was the vice captain, yep. out of his position. I mean, how do you keep the vice captain out of his preferred position? And, yeah, so... He's an amazing athlete, and I think he is a victim of being around the same time as as Wally. Oh, well, a lot. I know. I know our audience tonight probably wouldn't think this, but a lot would have said that he should have become an immortal before Wally. Yeah, um, I mean, as a Queenslander, I, I've got to say I wouldn't have argued with that purely because he played his entire career in Sydney. And yeah, the Brisbane Rugby League competition was a hell of a good competition back then. But the bottom teams of the Brisbane Rugby League weren't as strong as the bottom teams right, gotcha. in the Sydney Rugby League. So yeah. uh, there's an argument that, you know, that he not only did he keep Wally out of his position in 82, he kept Mal Meninga out of his centre position in 86, who's so, now an immortal. And he's still not one himself. Yeah. Let's hope this gets uh, fixed up. Time for the good oil. Thanks to Cobram Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Carlin Ponga has thrown down the gauntlet. Therese Walsh for the Queensland number one jersey. Um, have a listen to this. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, no, I want to play in that arena for sure. A bit like that jersey, you've got to work hard to earn it. It's not given. 
um, and he definitely earned that jersey this year and played pretty well in it as well. So I'm not really worried. I don't go into the season you know, thinking about that. Obviously, I want to play well at Clubland and hopefully that takes care of it. But, yeah, I do want to be there. So should Queensland do what New South Wales do? If fully fit, New South Wales have three fullbacks in that side and they fit him into the back row. Obviously, I'm talking about Mitchell, uh, Travojevic and also Teddy. Yeah. Um, do they just find a spot for Carlin Ponga in that team? You've got to you've got to pick your best players and find a place. Now, I'm not saying Queensland should, and I don't think Billy Slater would follow the model of New South Wales because he hasn't had to in the past. Um, but you look at who's in the centres for Game Two last year in the Origin series for Queensland, who invariably went on to win the win the series after Game Two. Val Holmes and Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Here they go. Pretty difficult to leave. Those two out. Both two, those two out. Unless you went Val Holmes on a, on the wing. Yeah. And Where he's played before. And Kalen in the centres. Yeah. Probably more suited. Or does Kalen become a, a number 14? But, well, yeah. But I've got to say, or does he just become one of those players who unfortunately plays in a period where, where you've allowed someone to – you've opened the door for someone else to take the position? Even though he's a Dalian medal winner, the argument is that he should get – he could, should get the first jersey. So based on form, if they're both playing really well, I'd still pick Reese Walsh. I'd have Kalen in the side somewhere, whether it's find him in the centres and maybe Val on a wing. Because in years gone by, Greg Alexander could never get picked because he had all these great number sevens in front of him, like you know, Sterling first, then there was Stewart, and, and the list was on. Then there was Johns and Tuvi. Right. Matty Ballon, Andrew McCulloch missed out because of Cam Smith. What about Cliffy Lyons? He missed out yep. because Brett Kenny was there first and then a young guy by the name of Brad Fittler came along. So maybe one of them is just going to be in an era where they have to wait for the other to be injured before they get included in the side. And look, injury and what 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 not normally interferes around origin time. So there'll be a spot for him in that side. I, I would think that Val Holmes, as he gets a little bit older, and I've still got plenty of years left in him, he he's won a comp in, on the wing. He's more he's suited to the centres as well. Maybe he moves to a wing to accommodate Kalen in the centres, which yeah. I think is I think's perfect on that left hand side, which you know which which he would play on. Is it okay for me to say I long for the day that I see Teddy Mitchell and also Travojevic run out again in the same team? I know. Well, it's how do you leave Bradman Best out? After his debut, or is he again? Is he a player that said, "You know, you're great for us, but unfortunately, these two are back. They're fully fit, yeah, and we've won series with them." So I drop Tedesco first. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a, there's. I think, and I've got no intel. I think James Tedesco might step down from rep. I think footy right. as of next year. I think he really wants to finish after off. next year or before it. I think before. Yeah, and I think he'd probably I really want right. to focus on trying to win another comp with. With For the, the roosters. roosters, yeah. Yeah, good course. That's Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Next, part one of an interview that you boys did last night with Brett Kenny, where Matt Rogers asks Bert about the 1982 Kangaroos tour. We'll get to that next. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Neil, Brett Clark, long ball, Brett Gale. Intercepted by Kenny. Oh! Hang on, where's the opposition gotten to? 
Brett Kenny snatching it out of the air, as we've seen so often from him. Oh, he was great. It's so good to have him on the line here. But before we do that, have a listen to this. Can I just go through this resume yeah, with yeah, your rat please and do. listeners? Please 265 do. games for the Eels. Four-time Premiership winner. He was 2021 and 22 when that three-peat happened. Mm. He was a Clive Churchill medalist retrospectively in 82 and 83. Mm. 17 origins, 17 test matches, two kangaroo tours, Challenge Cup winner in Wigan in 1985. What a game. Lance Todd Trophy player of the Challenge Cup 1985 and the Golden Boot winner for the best international player of the year in 1985. And Steve, one of our loyal listeners, will oh, be absolutely frothing be, at the moment. He'll be beside himself. Brett Kenny joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Bert? Oh, man, not too bad. Going okay. <laughs> so how's life? So we're talking to you a little bit off air. You're um, you're on the Central Coast at the moment, are you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, been up here now for oh, just on 10 years, 10, 12 years, something. Yeah, and what... what, what so, is... um, yeah, it's been good. There's quite a few ex-parameter players up here and... And that. So um, the funny thing is, we, we don't sort of catch up with each other until we do something um, related to the rugby league with Parramatta. Yeah. So, Bert, 82 Kangaroo Tour. You, you, you're on tour with one, uh, another great in Wally Lewis. He's the vice captain, but he comes off the bench and you end up playing number six. Was it an out and out battle for that jersey, or was, or did the coach say that, you know, you're going to start, you know, and we'll see how it goes, or was it a battle from the beginning? Um, well, I was actually surprised. I, I must admit, I had, a, I had a shock that that I was read out as a five eight. Um, I have thought Wally would be five eight in all the tests. I just thought I'd play in a lot of the club games. But um, Max Krillich said to me, you know, years later, he said, you know, it was the way you were training. Um, Wally didn't train all that hard. Um, he said that's what it was, and it impressed Frank Stanton. So, um, and also having. Ray Price at lock, um, and they thought, well, Sterlo was playing well enough, so they thought they'd keep the three together, and and that's how it happened. And but um, you know, I've got to give Wally a lot of credit. A lot of people thought he would have just, you know, been dirty on me and, and not talked to me or anything like that. It was the complete opposite. You know, he always spoke to me before the game and saying, mate, just do this, just do that, don't get too carried away with things, and. And, you know, like it was my first test match and he'd played in tests back here in Australia and obviously being the vice-captain, he'd had a fair bit of experience. And, and uh, yeah, he helped me helped me a lot. And, and it was um, it was great to be able to play in my first test match, you know, in 1982. And I often think back, you know, it was only sort of two years earlier I'd just started playing at Parramatta and here I was now. Oh, special. Two years later, playing from the country. 22. Special moment. Yeah. Very special moment. So what was it about, Wally, that brought the best out of you? I mean, obviously, you know, there's that New South Wales-Queensland rivalry. And, and was that basically what drove you to perform when you came up against the King? Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he was the best. And, and I, I remember watching him play for Australia at, in Sydney at the cricket ground and and I was hoping that he, because everyone was booing him and everything. And I'm thinking, geez, I hope he goes, all right, this is not right. You know, this bloke, he's done nothing wrong, you know, because he's a Queenslander and he's now playing for Australia. And, um, yeah, I was a bit of a fan of his when he was playing out here. And, and um, But, yeah, it was just, just the fact that you're up against, you know, Wally Lewis, who's the best player in the world. And you think, well, here's an opportunity. I, I remember... 
you know, when I, I played against Cronulla and and um, played against your old man, mate, you know, yeah. and, and everyone's saying, oh, yeah, you're playing against Steve Rogers. And I said, well, yeah, I'm playing against one of the best centres in the world. What have I got to lose? I've got nothing to lose. I'm a young <laughs> kid, I, <laughs> you know. And um, and it was great. It was it was good. I mean, he, him and, and the crowd were two of my idols. But, yeah, that was the thing about playing against Wally was he knew he was regarded as the best player in the world and you thought, well, give it your best shot, just play your natural game and then see what happens and, and um, you know, go in there with the attitude you've got nothing to lose, you can try things and hopefully it all comes out and, you know, in the end, yeah, we, you know, we we lost a few games early on in the series and um, in those early years but then 85 we were able to come out and win the series for the first time and so um, yeah, it was was all worth it while, but yeah, it's only just it was because of he's standing in the game, you know, yep. the best player in the world. Well, wouldn't you enjoy playing against him? Yeah, exactly. Great insight to that 1982 Kangaroo tour with Frank Stanton as the coach. God, what a Frankie, blo- Frankie. Yeah, 1982. You know, I've got to say also um, the great connection, obviously, is that as as Bert alludes to, is that um, that it, both he and Steve Rogers. Rat's dad, Sludge, yeah. they were the, they were the, uh, he was the centre and Bert was the 5'8". And, and so and Mick Cronin, the other centre as well. So yeah, there's a really good connection there with, with Rat and, uh, and, and Bert. Yeah, that's wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, you just think about that and you go, wow, small world. Yeah. Absolute small world. All right, our next part two of that chat, and you actually kick it off with asking um, Bert about being an immortal and how important it is to him. We'll get to that next. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Now, let's touch on a bird. Of course, it's been uh, pretty big news over the, the last few weeks, especially the last six or seven days. So much talk at present around the immortals again and who's going to be the next inducted, your name again is front and centre. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. But how appreciative are you? Because it's hard for you to, to talk about yourself, it's, isn't it? Sportsmen and women, it's hard for them to talk about themselves and promote themselves. But how how appreciative are you that there's so many in your corner that think you should be there? Oh, yeah, mate. I, I, I often, you often think of when it all comes out, you know, people are talking about it all the time, as you're saying, you think about I often think, you know, geez, if ever I do get, become an immortal, the first thing I'm going to have to do is thank everyone on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah. seems to be on Facebook. Everyone, everyone say, yeah, he should be an immortal. Now I see Ron Cooten and, you know, I think, well, I can't disagree with that. Um, I guess, yeah, it, it's, it's nice to have people think that you're at that level and, and you've done enough in the game to, to want to bring as an immortal. I know people bring up the fact that, as we mentioned a little earlier, that um, I replaced Wally Lewis in the test matches in England um, and he's an immortal. So, And then also Mal Meninga in 86. Um, I played in the centres and with Gene Miles. Um, so <clears throat> there's an argument there, but uh, look, you know, I, it's, it's obviously good to have people mention you about it. Being an immortal, it, I don't know, it may happen. Um, I honestly believe that they they should have 
done it in, in decades, say 60s to 70s, and team players have played in that era, pick four of them, and then 70s to 80s and, and done it that way. Um, there's probably a lot more players that I think, you know, Warren being an immortal that probably would never get mentioned. So, and they're players that played years before me. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's it's a, always a, a great honour to think that people think you've done enough in the game to warrant being at least mentioned. I like that. Being immortal. I like that system. Well, I said that last bad. night, Sats. You know, mm. I mean, we we need to. It's just we're Categorize. not going to get it right until we do it in blocks. Like yep. it's like this period, this period. Like it just becomes too convoluted yeah and like someone like Brett Kenny who should have been an immortal years ago it, it, now we're questioning it like you look at the resume mm. like it's a given so Bert can I ask you this is it is it important to you to be named an immortal oh man sometimes I think yeah it'd be nice to do it and then I think well, what is it going to make any difference to my life you know you think well is it something that you go, well, geez, if I become an immortal, this will happen and that'll happen and that'll be good? Um, or you just, I guess you just don't know. I mean, um, people will always have their opinions and, and if you don't, if it comes out that I don't get it or say Ron Coote, who everyone's talking about at the moment, if he doesn't get it, but there'll still be people who'll say, in our eyes, he's, he's an immortal. Um so, yeah, I, I guess I often wonder, you know, if I did become an immortal, would my life change? Or And if it did, how will it change? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I, I guess I won't really know the answer to that until um, they name the next immortals. Mm. Well, you mentioned Ron Kurt. Like Kurt, I think he's a victim of John Raper being in the same era and exactly the same position as well. Now, do you think maybe that you've been a victim of the same scenario, that, that Wally's the same position, the same era? Oh, look, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of players that have gone through the same situation, you know, um, playing in, in certain areas where there's been so many great players and they've only picked one or two from that era and then moved on. And you think, well... I mean, I, I always argue the point. If people say, oh, you know, that was that was the best era. People say, oh, the 80s was the best era of the game. And I think at one stage they were talking about you can only have one or two players out of each era. And I'm thinking, well, why? Yeah. If, mm. if the 80s was regarded as the best, obviously got a lot of quality players. How come you can only pick two? Why not just pick the best that you think they are and put them in if they're worthy of doing it? And... Um, I, I just, you know, I, I just think that that's what's happened to a lot of players, a lot of former players, was that the era that they'd come in was so good, there were so many quality players, but they didn't want to put too many from that era in, maybe being frightened of people saying they've been biased or whatever. But mm. I just regard, I just think that if that was an era where they had so many quality footballers and they all and they deserved, we'll put them in. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree with that. You know, do that and, and um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys. I look at, actually, I look at a, a guy by the name of John Sattler. I, you know, used to love watching him as a kid and I, I often think, you know, how come he wasn't, wasn't yeah. named? Why, yeah. why wasn't he put in? And he's probably because he's come through that era where there were so many mm. quality players and 
and you pick one or two. It just makes it hard. I don't know how else they're going to be able to do it, but I have always thought that if they did it in in um, decades or whatever, and maybe pick four, maybe more, I don't know. But there's definitely going to be a lot of players that will miss out that people will argue should have been an immortal. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, let me tell you, Bert, I, I think your life would change um, and, and I think it would be for the better because you'd be honoured for what you've done for the game and and not just for the game but around the game too. I, I know we've talked about this before, but I met you when I was about five years old. You were my hero. Yeah, so can you tell the story to the so, listeners? Yeah. So, so yeah, and I, I, we talked about this, Bert, at the 2016 Grand Final lunch. Do you remember when I when I, I fronted you at the side of the yeah. stage? And I said, I, I remember I spoke to you, and you, and then you said to me what you said to me back then. And I was like, you said to me, I could, you know, do you want to do this like your dad, mate? And I'm like, yep. And you're like, you can do it, mate. Just keep training hard. And and I was just in awe of you, you know. Like, and you didn't you didn't need to do that. You were, you know, just being nice to a little kid and. And it inspired me. Um, and, you know, you weren't just great on the field, you are great off it. And and when you get honoured for that sort of stuff, like becoming an immortal, it's not just – yeah, it, it will change your life. It'll make you feel amazing. But all those people that have supported you along the way, they, they, they ride that wave with you. Uh, I know, you know, our, our listeners like Steve from Dubbo, who's the biggest Bruce, Parramatta yeah. fan. and Parramatta. And- oh, <laughs> mate, they, they, lo- they love you. And they, and they ride that wave. And, and I think you deserve it. So, you know, I, I've – if I if I had a vote, mate, you'd be getting mine. That's for sure. Well, I'm right. signing the petition. Yeah, yeah, we're on, we're yeah. on. We're on. Mm. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, mate. You you spoke to me, but I, but but I became I was such a, a one-eyed Parramatta fan. I'd sit in the dugout, particularly like when we were playing when Cronulla was playing Parramatta. I'd cheer for Parramatta. And my old man clipped me one day. None of the Cronulla players had talked to me because I kept cheering for Parramatta. <laughs> I kept cheering for you, Bert, rather than the para, rather than Cronulla. I had my, my Cronulla kit on, but I was cheering for Parramatta. So uh, I think there was a few didn't, back then. Didn't go down that well, mate. Yeah. Didn't go down that well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a good man, your dad. He looked after me over in England in 82 and sort of took me under his wing a bit. And I learned a lot and um, he was always good to me and... As I said, he was one of my idols as a young bloke and it was such a privilege to be able to, first of all, play against him and then play alongside him. It was it was great and I was able to do the same with Mick Crandon. So I was very fortunate. You know, a lot of people have their idols in sports and that but just don't have the opportunity to, to either meet them or play with them and, and I was able to do that. Steve Rogers and Bert Kenny, the oh, poetry man. in motion. Mm. Hey, Bert, we could sit here and talk about your career for hours, and we want to thank you very much for taking time out to join us on Sports Day because we've had a lot of fans that have been texting and wanting to talk to you and want us to interview you. So we're so privileged to have you on the show, mate, and thank you very much for, for joining us on Sports Day. Not a problem, boys. It was a pleasure. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to a great chat with you and uh, Rat with uh, Bert Kenny, Brett Kennedy, one of the greats of the game. Now it's time to be safe with Suncorp. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp home resilience. Is this a safe signing given the Raiders haven't signed a 5-8 yet? Canberra have re-signed Jamal Fogarty on a new two-year deal until the end of 2025 with a club option for 2026. I think it's an outstanding Signature sats and it, it, it's Ricky's after that stability, isn't he? Good player, yeah, and mature age player as well. Didn't make his debut till sort of twenty five, 
watched him a lot in the, in the Host Plus Cup, Queensland Cup, and he was super fit. He was a level above that week in, week out. He had to be in an NRL system. Made his debut with the Titans and then went down to Parramatta and just didn't really sort of settle. And now since he's come back and he's had another another opportunity, he's, he's become a really, really reliable halfback. Now, to answer your question about because they haven't signed a 5'8 yet, it is concerning. But at the Canberra Raiders, they've got a, they've got a kid by the name of Ethan Strange. His dad was the... His dad was the coach of the Roosters NR is the coach of the NRLW Roosters team, right? And his sister plays on the wing for the Newcastle Knights NRLW <laughs> team. So, this kid's a really good player. I mean, his date of birth two thousand and four. He, he's nineteen. Yeah, uh, he played in all the junior rep teams, and that's too early. Made a debut last year against the Storm in like round twenty three, twenty four. Uh, he they're they're putting all their resources into him now. If but, they, but what, if, to play week in and week out from next season? Play six, yeah. At the age of 19. Yeah, 9. He turns 20. He doesn't turn 20 till August next year. Isn't that risky? It is, but this kid's pretty good. Is he's he? pretty special. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's been one of the quickest players I've seen at that age for a long time. And so um, Fogarty's the, he'll be, he'll the, be the steadying, and he'll be the steadying influence, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. he'll be the, he'll play the mentor type role yeah. where I'll do everything. You just yeah. run. Because yeah. that's what you're good at. Yep. Don't worry about planning anything. Um, he's got a good kicking game, Jamal Fogarty. So he can just take a lot of the stress off the kid. And Ricky you know, Ricky knows what it's like to play at the highest level at a very young age. So and he backs his seven. Ricky, when Ricky picks a seven, he sticks too, doesn't he? Yeah, he picks and sticks. He's, yep. a, he's a good player, this kid. I, I've got to say, he's gonna, there's going to be a few bumpy roads. But if I don't think they'll get Jerome Luai. I just don't think he'll move his family to Canberra, even if the money's good enough. Um, because if he's got if he's got offers in Sydney, he can at the take moment, over my old apartment. I had a nice one bedroom apartment in Fishwick. Him and him and the two kids, three kids. Maybe not one better. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But um, I uh, I think it's a safe. I think it's a safe Suncorp safe safe bet. Okay, uh, just on Luai, the dogs have to be out now, don't they? They've got to be out. It's got to be. They were chasing him as well. It's just got yeah. to be the West Tigers now, right? West Tigers or Yeah, Penrith. I think because Bulldogs now have got uh, Connor Tracy. Tracy, who wouldn't have cost a lot of money. but And they had to swap a player out. It's another. It's only a development player, but it's still a chunk out of your your uh, salary cap. I think they're resigned to not getting Jerome Lua okay. unless something's flying under the radar. Connor Tracy's a good get. Really good get. I, I thought last week he's just got to go. For one point one five, you've got it. No, one point five. No, one point one five. Is that what it is? Per year over right. four years, I'm not so sure now. I'm not so sure. I think, I think you'll probably stay at Penrith for two years and back himself to get another million dollar contract. Well, he doesn't. At the end of that. He doesn't need to rush on his decision either, does he? Mm. Although you'd think West Tigers that only have the money on the table for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the really good clubs do. Yeah, they'll say you've got. You've got three weeks to make a decision, we, so, unless yeah. we've got to move on. Yeah, right. Yeah. And who else the West Tigers chasing? Yeah. There's, there's a lack of number sixes at the moment, isn't there? Mm. All right, get your home storm season ready with Suncorp break time. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Sats and Jace here tonight. Um, looking forward to the Big Bash tonight. The Scorchers... And also the heat, the women's, it's the challenger final. 
What's that mean? It means so the winner of this goes through to the final. Okay. It's over in Perth. Uh, last night. Who's the, in the final? I don't know who the team is waiting. Adelaide Strikers, thank you very much, Daddy. But last night we beat, uh, well, we, the Heat, beat the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then tonight they take on Perth for a spot in the final against the Strikers. Does Alyssa Healy play for the Heat in no. the BBL? No. No, she was in the commentary box last night. Very good commentator, Sats. Yeah. She is very good. All righty. Uh, what's this story from Hamish McLennan, the gift that just keeps on giving? Well, he, well... A really, really good story about Joseph Suali, and this doesn't surprise me because what I keep hearing about him is just a, a wonderful young man off the off the rugby league field. And he apparently called Hamish McLennan and also Eddie Jones after their sacking just to say, "Hey, you just want to thank thank you for the contract um, and how it all got executed, and I'm going to honour it." There's many out there saying now that because of the state of rugby at the moment, especially financially as well, but also operationally that Sue Ali's got no faith in the code, so there's every right that he's probably stepped back. Now, I'm not sure whether the Roosters have held money in their salary cap to maybe if he did do a flip on the contract, but Hamish McLennan has said that Sue Ali has cost Rugby Australia $5 million. That's yep. his contract. Uh, but he's already worth $50 million to the code. What? $50 Sorry. million. What? What? So that would be in, obviously, commercial opportunities, oh, uh, exposure in the media. Somehow people, and you've worked in the media a long time, somehow we, we're able to put this number on the amount of times and the amount of stories. I've got to say, if it's based on coverage of Sue Lee going to rugby, there'd be a fair portion that would be negative also, which... Yeah. But if he's... It's not worth 50 million. If, always worth, if it's already worth 50 million, his signing, how do you... How's that turned into dollars? And if so, where are those dollars? Yeah, that's right. That the game where are they got? coming from? Yeah. So if we've got a new TV deal coming where it won't be behind a paywall yep. and all of a sudden that's going to be, instead of $25 million, it's going to be $50 million. Where, where's Hamish, just shut up. <laughs> Seriously, you're like Eddie. You're madman. The reports are that he'll also be rushed into the Wallaby squad. So he finishes his contract October 30, officially, with the Roosters. Next year. Next year. 30 days, says September, April, June. 31st of October <laughs> next year. Yes. And um, I don't know that rhyme, by the way. Don't or you? song. No. So November is when the mm. Wallabies tour the UK and Ireland. And there's reports that he'll be rushed straight into that tour. Now, you'd think as an elite athlete, even at a young age, that he probably should be taken. Yeah. And you know, just it's a part of his tutelage in the code. But I remember when Rat when Rat signed to the Wallabies, part of the kicker also was we'll throw you straight into the Barbarian side. Yeah, right. To go over to England and yeah. play against the All Blacks, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look at it this way. So the Roosters season will finish at the end of August. <laughs> right? So he's No, they'll be I think they'll be <laughs> no, heavily entrenched in the fall. Shush. They'll finish at the end of August. Yeah. So he's got two months off before he goes on the tour. Plenty of time. On the Roosters ticket as well. Oh, that's right. I'll be paying him. That makes it even better. Yeah. Don't worry about me, boys. I've got my own first-class ticket. Thanks <laughs> to Uncle Nick. Listen, Hamish, just go away. That's, what, that's, that's a public service announcement. What an idiot. <laughs> Sports Day. Uh, we'll wrap up the show in just a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We're about to uh, nick off. Hey, um, that Brett Kenny chat, the full interview with you and Rat with him, uh, you can get that now on YouTube. Just go to the SEN League page 
I follow that at home. Mm-hmm. Stuff pops up. It's great. You know, it's strange and weird that when you do search something, it just pops up in your, like your homepage. What do you mean, Scott? It's a little bit creepy. No, no, no. Is there a way of deleting your history? Yeah, so I can show you that. Okay. Cool. I do it at least eight times a day. <laughs> no, no, but YouTube, it's, I just, I have my subscriptions. Do you have that? I'm addicted to YouTube. I love it. Mm. I, I, I will watch rubbish on okay, YouTube so what, before what, I watch TV. If I looked at your history, leave out the, the X-rated stuff. No, there is no X-rated but stuff. But what would be your common trend? Like what, well, what sport? What? Well, rugby, rugby league. Okay. Absolutely. So SEN League comes up. Fox, uh, Fletch and Heine. The whole mm. family loves watching Fletch and Heine. Um, but most of mine's travel. Like I'm looking for an apartment in Bangkok at the moment. Really? Yeah. I just want to go over to Bangkok and spend. I want to buy something in Bali. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my mate Jake, who mm. I was doing that show with, he does that now. He'll set you up and buy something in Bali. Really? Yeah, I'd like to buy something in Bali because you know, it's something cheap. I just want to go and get a massage in Bangkok and a, have a cookie and a coffee. Do you know, I had a very good friend of mine that I played with um, at the Gold Coast. Yeah. Shout out to Slug, who's uh, listening to the show. And he went to Vietnam for a holiday, stayed yeah. eight years yeah, wow. as an English teacher. And every Saturday, every Sunday, the Friday night game was on this channel over there yep. in Vietnam. So for the two hours, he used to go and get an hour massage on the, on his back. And then he'd have half time where he'd have a couple of beers and something to eat. And then he'd turn up and get a massage on the front. Well, no, no, no. So while for, the footy was on, he was watching it on the on the screen. That for was five, his, for that five was, seconds. That was his That was his Sunday. In Vietnam. Fantastic. Thanks. Uh, don't forget, you can grab that on YouTube. Just search SEN League. Lots of plenty of uh, plenty of uh, NRL content on there. Uh, quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat before we go. Sats, be alert and prepare this bushfire season. There's no current f- bushfire warnings. You know why? Because we're getting record rain. Mm. How good is it? It's not flooding, but it's been the most rain we've ever received in Queensland in November. Amazing. In 47, is it like some uh, weird number? Record, is it like 47 yeah. years or something? Yeah, 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 47 leap years. But <laughs> three, four weeks ago, it was dry as. Mm, I know. So we've had lots of really nice rain, which has been fantastic. Uh, make sure you start to date on all bushfire warnings online with Queensland Fire and Emergency Service. Visit qfest.queensland.gov.au. Thanks to the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Sats, we are done. That's it. I'm going to go home and and I also love cooking. You watch a lot. I, I get watch a lot, a lot of, of cooking. I stuff. get a lot of my cooking recipes off Instagram. I do. No, I yeah. watch a lot of. I'm going to make a really good um, uh, spaghetti bolognese. No, what's it called? Um, my wife loves it. Uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, pork. Um, wine. Oh, Just wine. Uh, I forget what it's called. Pork spare ribs. No. No? Really hard crackling on top. Uh, pork belly. belly. Yeah. Got no, a really I'm good pork belly got... recipe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, mate. Got to watch the Asians that cook. Like street food in Bangkok, amazing mm. in alleyways yep. with a wok and a gas bottle. Unbelievable. Would you eat the duck that's hanging in the window? Yes. Yeah, I would too. They, mate, they go through that much of it. Mm. Like you've been there for a few days. I don't know how you tell the difference. But... <laughs> Maybe you mark it or something like that. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Mm, I, I like the street food Watching well. the video today is Blake cooking pork mm. in a wok 
There's just flames coming out of it. It looked beautiful. It was like $2. Mm. Anyway, that's our cooking update. We're going to go. We'll be back tomorrow night. See you, Satsy. See ya. Good night.